Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The week of Senior Bowl practice is sadly over, and all that remains is that game in Mobile. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the petition starter to have only one-on-ones during practice at the Senior Bowl. Retweet. And with me, as always, is AJ's... AJ, not AJ's, this is the only one AJ. AJ... Gruden's original grinder, Marchese. That's the nice thing anyone's ever said to me. We're big on Gruden now. Yeah, he won me over this week, baby. Today, we'll look at who helped themselves the most at the East-West Shrine game, each position winner from Senior Bowl practice this week, plus a few superlatives, and we continue our 2019 NFL Draft position rankings with the running backs. So, let's hit it. Now, seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving down to Nashville, maybe, looking for Annette or Bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day, draft Matt Gay on the second day, just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. I'd like to take a second to tell you all about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tick Splits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. TickSplits, guaranteed seats, Guaranteed emotions. I'm never sure if it says, should say Z or Z because, uh, you know. I was just thinking that too. It's a, it's a conundrum. Uh, anyway. Z is the right one. Stop make, trying to make Z I, I agree, Canada. but Canada tries to make Z a thing. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. It. Me either. I'll, Z's dead. <laughs> wow. Uh, so the East West Shrine game happened last week. Uh, a week of practice and a game at the Trop, of course. Of course. For uh, some, uh, uh, what do I call them? Second tier draft prospects? That's not nice. I don't feel good about it, no. First tier in our hearts. Agreed. Um, I mean, the quarterbacks, some of them should have been at the Senior Bowl. But that's yep. uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, we'll just quick, our top three, uh, who helped themselves the most at the East-West Shrine game. Oh, you think this is going to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not. I'm tricking the listener. <laughs> okay, should we start at three or one? 
I don't know. I, I'm, I don't even have uh, rankings here. I just oh, oh. Uh, puh, says I. Uh, let's start at three, even though, again, doesn't affect you. <laughs> <laughs> Counting down now. Uh, okay. Who you got? Three. <laughs> I put a... <laughs> I put B.J. Blunt's name here. Oh, my boy uh, from McNeese State. He, he, the weighing was rough for him, coming at <laughs> six foot 200 pounds. But uh, the athleticism showed during the game. He had a beautiful diving interception. And the energy he brings. And the energy. And he's got a great name. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he's number three and, for me. In his defense, he's small, but he did play safety at McNeese State. Yeah, so you got to think that's probably where teams are actually looking at him in the next level, and he's going to make his money on special teams anyway. Um, yeah, but he, he had a he had a nice game. Uh, he had a big week in general. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good pick. Uh, I got two at three. <laughs> I'm breaking rules already. It's what's well, hey? Wait, it's East West Shrine game. East, yeah, exactly. No rules. No rules. Uh, first, um, Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon. That's my number two. Oh, what? No way. Uh, yeah. Who should have been at the Senior Bowl over yep. <coughs> Trace McSorley. I've got no shame. And even a couple others even. Um, yeah, R- Rippon was by for the best uh, QB at the East West Shrine game, making seam throws. You you can tell he's got enough arm to be for the NFL as a starter. I think he's the guy you're taking in the second, third round and developing into a starter down the road, as we know. Based off last week's app where we counted our QBs, I'm very high on Brett Rippon, and I do think he is a future NFL starter. Um, yeah, nice week of practice. Apparently, we we didn't get to see it, but also oh, you sorry, thing. you weren't at the drop? No, I couldn't make it this year. I was at the I was at the NFL PA. <laughs> you were at the you at the Rose Bowl all week, eh? Yeah, yeah, big week at the Rose Bowl. Okay, cool. Um, it is cool. My tied for third is Daylon Mack, the nose tackle from Texas A&M. <laughs> That's my number one. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I got more names. Don't worry, okay, okay. Rob. Yeah, okay. We're going to be here all night talking East West Shrine game. Honestly, I thought of names, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, to make them count. So I just did those things. <laughs> uh, but Daylon Mack obviously got the call up for the Senior Bowl, too. Um, he, looked, yeah. he looked pretty good all week, too. Um, Solid, yeah. Yeah. Five star, former five star recruit, uh, showed up to the East West Shrine game. Showed off that power. He's a load. He's a classic nose tackle. I think mm-hmm. he he made himself some money the last two weeks between the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl. Obviously, got himself to Mobile, so yes. And practiced without a jersey on the final day, which was swag. It was swag. Yeah. I don't understand how his jersey was just fully ripped in half. I heard it got flooded yesterday. I shut up. Uh, okay, we are Wednesday's practice. We, you know what I mean, yeah, Rob. Yeah. We already know your second guy was Brett Rippon. <laughs> uh, mine's uh, Divine Ozigbo, the running back from Nebraska, yeah. who was apparently far far and away at practice the best running back. Mm-hmm. I, I think with him, he, he's going to be a late riser. Um, big guy, yeah. he's like six foot two thirty five. Got he's got big power. I like a lot. About him, his contact balance. He's the type of guy who I think can even he can go as high as the third round. I think. Uh, he only came in at two nineteen in Tampa Bay. Sorry, I don't I don't respect the East West Shrine. I'm gonna take Nebraska's word for it this time. <laughs> no, but yeah, he looked good. Um, we'll talk about him in a bit. No, wait, is he in your top ten running backs? I think so. Right. We'll see. Thanks for spoiling. He's not in mine, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, and we'll you said your number one uh, was Dale Yeah, Mack. Dale Mack. He had, a, he had one of the biggest weeks in practice and obviously got himself to Mobile, and he turned that into a solid week. I'm actually surprised your number one's not my number one because this, this is the guy who apparently won the week, and because of that I went back and watched more tape, and I can see why. Kansas interior defensive lineman Daniel Weiss. Um, just all the clips I saw on Twitter, just a leverage mm. monster. Blowing people up, um, winning one-on-ones easily with power uh, and leverage, um, and a huge motor. So I went back to the tape. He he was pretty well all over the field against West Virginia, and kind of the only Kansas player who stood out, which I'm <laughs> unsurprisingly. He's, he's got a lot yeah. of the same traits his brother Dietrich Weiss, Patriots defensive lineman has, um, where he lacks the athleticism to be like a high, high pick, but he's just going to be a good football player because of his motor and his leverage and his strength. You got any other names? Uh, no, sorry. I played by the rules and put four players in three spots. <laughs> uh, no, I just just some obvious ones. The two guys that got themselves to Mobile from other than Mac. Um, Ole Udo. Yeah. The tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good the from Elon. Yeah, who who had a pretty solid week in Mobile. I was um, like, he didn't obviously. If you went in with, I think the correct expectations. For him, I think he had, a, like you said, a solid week. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, Jimmy Moreland, the corner, a couple of small school guys here. Uh, yeah, Mor- uh, Moreland, what's, what's Moreland? Moreland made, uh, made a couple nice plays here. in Senior Bowl practice this week, too. Who? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought his third day of practice was the best. Yeah, Sorry to 100%. Step on your toes there. Um, he, yeah, he, he looks like he has a future in the NFL as a nickel. Uh, and the MVPs, Terry Godwin from Georgia, the receiver, who had... Uh, two touchdowns, four catches, 80 yards or so. Uh, apparently also had a really good week of practice. And uh, the Oregon defender, the MVP on the defense side of the ball, Justin Hollins, the linebacker. I think he had like 14 tackles in the game. I told you, he's going to get himself drafted because he's just the length and the athleticism is there. I, I, like, he's yeah. not ready to be on the field, but just the raw potential, mm-hmm. I think, gets him drafted. Um, yeah, like, j- yeah. It's, I was just going to say, do you want to talk about Jelks quickly? Jelks? Sorry. Yeah, just to stick with the Oregon line, uh, defender theme quickly. He was okay this week. I, I mean, you. I think you saw uh, at the senior bowl, you saw the length and athleticism. He didn't, like, he wasn't a superstar. Or no, exactly. But you, you saw some stuff that you like, but you also saw the flaws in his game, like holding the point, like he can get pushed around. Yeah. If he doesn't win with initial mm-hmm. athleticism, he's kind of a wash. That, that's yep, that's what I exactly. thought. Well, yeah, but again, no, I thought the exact same thing. Like he looks the part, though, eh? He is tall, and definitely, and the quickness is legit. Yeah, yeah, like he's gonna blow the up the combine a little bit, I think, and go a little higher than I think I'd be comfortable taking. He him. should. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say because uh, uh, the best prospect at the West Run game, Ole Miss receiver Demarcus Lodge, who mm-hmm. who was who was um, went despite being injured. And, and did everything. So I think that's going to yep. kind of impress NFL teams. And uh, in the drills, his footwork and his route running, and he was he was killing people in practice with his release. Uh, I think maybe it wasn't the dominant performance you, you kind of expect just because he is, to me, far and away the best prospect there. Um, yeah. But considering he played – Went and, and played through injury and did what he did. I I, uh, I thought I thought that was definitely a plus there, and he he's gonna be a top ten receiver in this class. 
Should be, yeah. Even top five, I think. I, I think that's justified. We'll, we'll see next week with our wide receiver rankings. Right? That's called a tease, people. Yeah. Okay. Sadly, we're done talking East-West Shrine game. I Till next year. Till next year. Goodbye, uh, Tampa Bay. The worst bowl game, the Senior Bowl. Retweet. The, this is the greatest week of I, – I think this is my favorite week of the year. Uh, yes. That's – no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, just before the podcast, um, I saw someone talking about how, like, during the Super Bowl week, there's always, like, some guy who has a good week, and then he just makes a big jump in position rankings, like, for people. And then, you know, other people replied, it's like, well, it's hot take season. This is the most boring time on the calendar. So, like, wait, what, what the fuck? I'm like, what are you talking about? Clearly not a draft guy, Rob. And then, hey, person who tweeted that, I don't respect you, and I never will. Retweet. Um, yeah, no, to me, the Senior Bowl week's the best. I could watch practice, prospects practice for copious amounts of hours. Um, and I just sitting there with a notebook, right, taking notes, enjoying myself. And Mike Mayock's making an appearance. That was so amazing. Um, and... and I enjoy the game. I know the game doesn't. I think it's un, the the importance of the game is slightly underrated. Underrated, I guess. Yeah. I think, like, I get everyone leaves before that. That's fine. But Marcus Davenport's best day at the Senior Bowl last year was the game. Yeah. And I think I that matters. I don't understand why anyone would leave before the game. Like, I guess because you can just watch it on tape. Yeah. I think I think that's why. Like, I, I, I get why staying. leaving. I don't get why you uh not paying attention to it, I guess, or under yeah. underplaying it, underselling mm-hmm. it. Um, I am I consider myself a big fan of the game. Um, I think this year the game's going to be interesting because it feels like the offensive line group won the week the, for the first time in, in my memory. The offensive memory line was, to me, if, if we were just picking a position group that won the week, yeah, it's got to be the offensive line or maybe the receivers. And as we've yeah maybe the receivers too, but as we've talked before, the uh, offensive lines usually come in and are at a, a big disadvantage in practice. And because of the way the drill is set up, they shouldn't win it that frequently. I guess like it, it, yeah. they're plus, at a blatant disadvantage. But this week they were they were winning more often than not. Plus, and like learning the playbook on the offensive side is a little more difficult and all that. Blah blah blah. So usually in the game we see lots of pressure on the quarterbacks and it's kind of muddied. Yeah, but um. This Saturday could be um, a little different. Could be kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and we still like. I'd like to see Locke and Jones in game situation for, for sure. Very much so. Yeah. Um, in Gardner Minshew. But yeah, the like I I would say the offensive line won the week because oh, over the receivers who I think had a really nice week as well. Just because yeah. it's hard. You're hard pressed to say anyone on the offensive line had a bad week. Honestly, yes. Like for sure. I think maybe. If you're going to pick someone, maybe it was Titus Howard, the Alabama State right tackle. But I saw he, things I yeah, liked with him. Me too. And I guess he just didn't live up to the hype there, that he had. It, and it depends. Again, it depends going into the week how you feel about a prospect. Like some people, yeah. I think DJ had Titus Howard in his top 50. See, I'm not that mm-hmm. high on Titus Howard. Like I have Titus Howard in my top 150, I think. Um, so mm-hmm. I came away thinking, well, he's athletic and he's mean. He's a technical mess, but there's raw talent there that you can build yeah. upon. Um, and like we talked about all the Udo or uh, Nate Davis, the Charlotte kid. He, he, mm-hmm. he, we, we talked about this before the show. 
he had reps where he dominated, and he had reps where he got killed. <laughs> yeah. But, but you, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And I came away thinking every offensive lineman here is an NFL roster offensive lineman. He, pretty much, yeah. Like maybe the worst, um, the second worst week was uh, Ben Bo- Ben Shawl. I can't never say his name. Bo Ben Shawl from Wisconsin, who obviously big name coming in. Um, both Wisconsin kids really had, kind of struggled sure, yeah. day one. Got, I think because we talked, we were talking about how nice the North O line was in general, and mm-hmm. I think we agreed those two were the worst. But neither had a terrible Bad week because no. they got better during the week at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, a lot of O line talk. For, uh, from a couple of former hog mollies. <laughs> uh, take me back. Uh, we can do it all day. Hey, you want to learn how to play O-line? Talk to us. Um, <laughs> Drunk at 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to go position by position, pick our winner of the week uh, through Senior Bowl practice. Rob, if you, if you don't have more than one person for half of these, I'll be impressed. I really had to stop myself. <laughs> I don't. But then there's a couple where I've got like six people. Yeah, I, I tried to limit it to three. The O-line was impossible. Yeah, I tried to and limit receiver it. receiver was really hard too, actually. Those See, for O-line, I knew we were going to talk about it, so I just kept one. Because I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen. The, and, and, and with our, so I used our superlatives to put the other guys' names into that. Me too. Each basically. superlative has like five guys for me. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, okay. Uh, I think there's one clear winner at quarterback. Um, Will Greer. I know. I agree. Will Greer came in and just stunk it up. I think the game's oh, – yeah, absolutely. I think the game's going to be really big for him because he needs to bounce back from that really, really yeah. bad week. I think, so I'm assuming we both have Drew Locke, the Missouri quarterback here. I do, yeah. He, he came in, did everything you'd expect him to do with that arm. Um, mm-hmm. Showed off – obviously showed off the deep ball – Showed off uh, his ability to, to, to throw at different arm angles. Um, and killed it with the media, that, which I think is impressive. He is very charismatic and um, enjoyable. I'm really surprised because he's a big Transformers fan. So, <laughs> and, and, and I thought when we had him mic'd up, uh, I thought it showed good leadership, talking to receivers, talking about if they ran something wrong on a route, talking to them about it. Yeah, good, good presence on the field. Yeah. yeah um, and I also thought his lower body mechanics – Although aren't where I want them to be, they a little they bit better, improved. a little bit better. Yeah, they've yep. improved. It, and he talked about how he wants to keep focusing on that. Yeah, and, like he understands that's the weakest part of his game. Can I say as a whole though, the quarterback group was kind of poor. I don't. But are are we surprised? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. especially after last year. Last year was the legendary group. Pretty much, yeah. Um, if I were to rank the QBs this week, I'd say Drew Locke, Jared Stidham. That's it. That's it. I agree with you. Uh, well, like Drew Locke, a bit of a drop. Jared Stidham, who had a showed off his arm talent. He had a, a damn good week. Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to get talked about, but uh, he's my number two. And then three, I think, is Gardner Minshew, just for the intangible shit he does. He had a really clean week. He, he like no, nothing, nothing special, nothing flashy, but just did all the stuff you know he can do. Yeah, he looked like stayed on time, make it through. Like I yeah. came away thinking what I thought about him going in, which is this is a ten-year NFL backup type guy. Yep, and I think that's a good thing. And everyone else to me was disappointing, or just I like I don't think much of Trace McSorley and Ryan Finley in general. Yeah, uh, you know I didn't hate Tyree Jackson. He's just so raw. You saw the arm talent though. Yeah. So like I'm not gonna bang him for the week. I just don't think he he, he like he, my opinion didn't change on him. I guess. No, me either. But um, I was a little I wouldn't say impressed, but just 
it went it went better than it could have for sure. Yo, definitely. As like I said, he's raw as hell. Yeah, yeah. He could have came out and looked absolutely. He could have looked like Will Greer, but he didn't. And uh, we'll we'll get to the big disappointment in a bit. I think I'm assuming. Um, best running back you saw, and again, these also type games are. It's hard to get oh, until the game much from run. Yeah. yeah, get much from the running backs. But I do think there was a clear winner in the running back group. I had a tough time. I, I want to know if I'm considering them a, him a clear winner. I, I want Dexter Williams, the Notre Dame running back, though. And I agree. Yeah, I think he, he just had the best week overall. Uh, we saw a little bit of the pass blocking today. He looks solid. Um, I think the big thing with him is he just looks twitchy and explosive. Yeah. When there was a lane, yeah. he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Um, and... He he just looked like the best athlete at, at the running back position they had, and I do think Bruce Anderson, until he got injured, was kind maybe not giving him a run for his money, but slotting no, I, himself into the second spot just because yeah. of how he was looking in pass protection and how um, his, his ability to catch the ball for a bigger back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't disagree. But then yeah, then he got injured. Um, I kind of came away a little disappointed with Tony Pollard. I wanted to see a little bit more, but I, yeah, I'm not sure he's a running back though. I I did him as a running back this week, and my thought was just like, okay, if the senior bowl's throwing him there, I'll do him there. Um, I don't. It, it's hard. I to have him as a him. yeah. See, I have him as a receiver. I don't think it matters though, because a we're just two jerks evaluating them, but b know. like he's going to be used everywhere. Like, yeah, so, no, I, I know. If you're using him correctly, it doesn't matter. But you're right. It, it was a little disappointing. Like. Um, a couple drops. With that's yeah. That's because that, I just wanted to see him catch the football well because I think that's what he's doing in the next level. Right? Uh, there, there's a couple reps today where or yesterday where he um, he blocked well, which which uh, impressed yeah. me. Yeah, because I don't. I think he's pretty bad. On I, table, I assumed but. he'd get blown up. Uh, he. I, I don't think I saw him run block a single time on tape. So. No. <laughs> uh, okay. I think we agree. The receivers were the second best group after the O line and Mobile this week. Yeah. It, there's a clear cut. There's guy. a clear cut guy here, which kind of sucks because there's like a handful of guys who did so much for their stock this week. Yeah. But one man showed up. We knew he was the best receiver of the group. He showed up. And I think he exceeded expectations. Oh, definitely, because it was a quiet year from this guy. Because he was right? he was returning from Debo Samuel, South Carolina receiver, returning from oh, spoilers, re- returning from the broken leg. Some people didn't love how thick he is at the like he's five eleven two sixteen at receiver. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. thick receiver. But then you, you get him out there, he is cooking absolutely everyone with his oh, release man. and footwork off the line of scrimmage. His route yep. running was crisp, and he was separating from the best corner, one of the two best corners there in Rocky Singh consistently. And he uh, he wasn't dropping balls. You put all that together, that's a damn good week. Yeah, like, he did nothing. The, one of my favorite things was um, when they were practicing day two in South Alabama. He, uh, uh, he The diving out of bounds? No, he, that game. one was sick. That was his best catch of the week. But yeah. the one where he um, he cooked, uh, I think it was Rocky Sin. He cooked him deep. Uh, he, he created separation... Um, with just uh, a little footwork off the line, and then uh, oh, I know, I know a, a stutter mid route, and and then just bursted Smoked through. Him. And I, th- I want to say the QB was Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones was the North quarterback. I don't know who it was. It was a bad throw, and, and Debo was pissed because he <laughs> killed him. I like if you were gonna watch one person only this week. This I, is Debo him. Was he, every, everything he was doing was a highlight. There was I think it was day one or day two. I can't remember. 
uh, in team drill, one of the quarterbacks' ball got batted. He still made the catch. Yep. He, I like that He a lot. did everything to perfection. And I think now people are going to go – because I think he was closer to the 10th for most people, uh, receiver. Yeah. And I think he's going to – people are going to go back and he's going to end up closer in, to that top five type. He is, he is Golden Tate. Because guess what? Like you just said, you, you compared him to Golden Tate. Maybe the best part of his game – we didn't get to see him practice Yeah, he's a all. monster after the catch because he's, he's built like a running back and turns into the one when the ball's in his hand. Exactly. And so he did all of that without flashing his maybe best ability. Like, That's a huge week for Debo Samuel. Like, Debo Samuel's the MVP of the Senior Bowl week, right? Week, yes. And I expect him to have a big game. Yeah. And, and he, honestly, he doesn't need to play. No. Because I'm just, yeah, I'm damn impressed. Um, And again, it kind of sucks that he dominated so much because there's dudes. so many other receivers. Uh, okay. I th- number two, who do you, who do you have number it's two? Be, if you had to do it? I think there's two different guys, but I'm going with Penny Hart. I I totally agree, man. Like he, his route running, his uh, release, and then his just just his quickness in general. Yeah, this is just the so little, impressive. Little five eight Georgia State receiver. And when Andy Isabella wasn't as you know like impressive as we like all he was hoped, trying to overwork it uh, with his routes. Yes, was, definitely. Especially like, the first two days, like it was just like his feet were getting to the top of his. Yeah. Sorry, his feet were firing like crazy, and it was freaking impressive, but he's overdoing it. And just like yes. the QB's not going to have more than three seconds for you to get off the <laughs> line, you know what I mean? And he was doing it in off coverage, which was kind of weird. When he, when he should be able to just make one, put his foot in the and, ground and be and able to. And he saw that a little more on the last day of practice, which was good. At yes. Least. So Penny Hart kind of had the week that everyone hoped Andy Isabella would have yes. And I think the one knock for Penny Hart's week as a couple balls were, were not taken advantage of because yeah. he just doesn't have a big catch radius because he's so small. Yes. And when if the, if the Q- throws weren't on the money. Yeah, the QBs sorry, weren't good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I was about to say. If the throws weren't on the money, which they often weren't with this quarterback group, uh, he just wasn't pulling them down. Yeah, so. <sighs> he is. I love the Taylor Gabriel comp. I, I like that too. I saw it all over. Yeah, that's this week that. Everyone loves Penny Hart. I he's gonna be everyone's draft crush, and the t- um, and everything he did, you see it on the tape. There's another receiver that might be a coach's crush that had a really big week at at wide receiver that I didn't really expect to have. And I think you know who I'm talking about Ohio State's Terry McLaurin. Yes, sir. Well, I talked um, to him because I think he's an absolute special team stud. And we didn't on when we were in Immobile, We got we had to watch on TV, but. We don't get too much special teams on TV, but you saw some of the clips from the people that were in Live Peoples and, and that weird practice facility too. Sorry no, sorry for disrespecting you, USA. Um, he was killing it in the special teams. But that's not what really and, impressed And I, I talked about how he's the best special teamer I saw this year mm-hmm. on, in our preview show. And part, part of that is he is, a, he is a motor monster. He's a big athletic kid. And he, he he was Ohio State's captain, and we saw him breaking down practice and whatnot for Gruden. Like, yeah. I think he is every coach is going to love this kid. I, I, I said this to you today, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if John Gruden doesn't just nab him himself. He should. And, and um, wide receiver guru Brad Kelly from the Draft Network said today he thinks Terry McLaurin could be a top 10 receiver in this class. So I'm not that high on him. And he's definitely a guy I want to see more tape on now. But... He he was cooking this week with routes and, and explosiveness, yep. and he was finishing. He had that one beautiful over the shoulder catch um, deep on a deep ball. 
like you said, he was just he was stacking the receiver and he was taking off like consistently. Yeah, he's an impressive athlete, and he he's a guy who's gonna blow up the combine too. Yeah. Uh, one one more name I'll throw out there. Um, just Hunter Renfro. He came in and did exactly what you expected him he, to do with his, his stop yeah. stop start ability is impressive. He runs routes without over like Andy Isabella was overdoing it. Hunter Renfro knows exactly what he needs to do, and he <laughs> and he does it, and he gets open on those underneath, and someone's gonna love him. Can I throw one more name? Sure. Uh, I like Killing Doss Me a lot. Me too. And he was getting DJ talked him up a lot. Um, he is a surprisingly great route runner for a bigger kid. Yeah, and like lots of just um, toughness at the at his route. Like it felt like when he, there wasn't separation, like the coverage was good. He was still making the catch. Like yeah, he was uh, he impressed from me. from uh, little UC Davis. And I liked yeah. his ability to adjust the balls on tape. I think his question will be about athleticism, but uh, also Travis yeah. Fulgham. I thought the old Dominion kid had a nice week, especially too. on especially on the last day. Yeah, and he's one of the best blocking receivers in this class. Mm-hmm. The first couple days, he had a, I think he had a couple drops. He just wasn't getting the, the big yeah, time separation. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, – I thought he had nice road running, but he wasn't f- finishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the and third day was day three, game. he was, yes. Um, okay. I think the most underwhelming group, probably tight end. Defin- definitely. I couldn't really which we Which here. we knew. We knew it would be. Uh, and it sucked that Donald Parham – because I thought he could have won the week. Um, yeah. But he ended up getting injured uh, – God, I, he might be a receiver too. Just like how thin he is, I know. Like I, I don't think you can trust him in line. But someone, someone's gonna love him. I think. Yes. Uh, to me, the best tight end was the guy I thought it would be: Utah State's Dax Raymond. Yeah, I. Th- I thought I he was so solid. Too. I, I thought I he was really solid third, too. Yeah, the third day was his best day. He works. He he works himself open well. He's catching everything. Um, not he didn't blow me away or anything, but he's also no. uh, a very nice blocker, which I know. From it was kind of funny. So. It, it almost seems like everyone had a different opinion of who the best tight end week was this week. I thought Tommy Sweeney actually had a really nice week too. Yeah, those are my two. I actually didn't hate Drew Sample either. Yeah, he Sample came really in. Well. And di- yeah, he did what you expect him to. It's just none of them. Yeah. No, nobody had a dynamic week. Nobody had a bad week though. I, I think it was think. those three. No, like yeah. Foster Morrow had a nice first day, but again, yeah. we knew going in most of these guys are just blocking tight ends. I Josh Oliver, you, I would have liked to see a little more from. I didn't see anything. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, in, in team in team drills, he, he had a few, uh, but like you didn't really, like I was hoping to see some explosiveness from him because that's what he did on yeah. tape a little bit. But uh, okay, O line where everybody was pretty good or great. Um, do you have one clear winner? I do, just because I didn't want to have 15 names uh, here. So, so I, I've got a handful of names, but I, I think I've got my one guy who's my clear winner as well. I went um, with Garrett Bradbury, the center from North Carolina State. Okay, good. I'm going with someone else, but you know I love Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, Bradbury um, was... I thought the centers overall had a really nice week. but Better than I, I expected, yeah. And I think, but Bradbury separated himself even from that group, especially. He was we, a little, yeah. Just I was gonna say, we talked about this on the first, um, the mm-hmm. first day he struggled a bit with power, uh, in the pass protection yep. drills, and then he came back. And on day two, you, you there was a, a massive improvement. And I thought he had a really nice day, and then and the third day he was the best. Day three was dominant. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So this might be recency bias, but I. 
like you said, there's so many dudes that could play here. Um, day three, yeah, he dominated the one-on-ones. And then he had that one um, in the team drill where he, he was like the first guy out on a screen and uh, drove his man to the sideline. Yeah, his movement skills are impressive, but then the big thing for me was he came, like like I said, he struggled with power, but he came back and he, he was more powerful on the second and third day. His, he was dropping his anchor a lot better. Uh, his hand usage was a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. like he didn't lose a rep on the third day. Uh, he, and he borderline no. dominated every single rep, I thought. I think so. Uh, and yeah. he's, I think, the best interior offensive lineman in this class. And he's a border. I think he's a borderline first-round pick now. Yeah, I, I um, when we have, like, the elevated to round one talk, I, I put Bradbury's name in there. Yeah. Uh, my, cl- my, if I have to pick one, I'll, I'll go with Washington State's Andre Dillard. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't, there, it wasn't f- like flashy wins. Like I thought Dalton Reisner had a couple flashy wins where he's putting people in the dirt. Yeah. Like Reisner. Reisner's that's, a, that's one thing I loved about him. Yeah. Reisner's a motherfucker. And he was shit talking. Every, every single. Yeah. Every single play was, um, if he, he finished a dude, we put it on the ground and like give him a little smack on the helmet or something. Yeah. He's a, he's a motherfucker. And I think he was fun. Just, yeah. just sticking on Reisner for a sec. I think he proved he can be a right tackle still. Cause yeah, people he, had want, really, he had a really good week. We, uh, me included, uh, I've been looking at him as an interior offensive lineman. I think he can be. Mm-hmm. It'd be him and Bradbury would be the one and two for the interior yeah. line. But I think he he wants to play right tackle, and I think he kind of proved he can. And yep. um, just yeah, strong week from uh, Reiser. I, I I thought. Uh, oh, I'll just come back to it. But Dillard, I I don't think it was like this big flashy week, but I can't even remember him losing a rep. You, you want me to really check? You, you might have a be- better memory than me, but um, and, and I know honestly, I don't. I don't think I really had anything. Like it was just his balance, footwork, quickness out of his sets. He's just really technically refined, especially in pass protection. And then, my, so my questions with him coming into that leech system is how how good of a run blocker is he going to be? And in the team drills, like you're not wowed by it. Again, he's not. Um, he's not a motherfucker like Dalton Reisner. He's not an SOB, but he is really good at attacking angles and sealing guys, and, and that's what he was doing in the in the run drills. Um, so the four the four reps that I made note of, um, one was day three. He absolutely locked down Jalen Ferguson. That's that's the that was his first rep of the day too. If I remember, yes, right. it, it was. Uh, I think it was day two. Zimenez got him on a rep, and then uh, then at, then Dillard absolutely stoned him. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then I think day one, or no, I think it was day two as well. Actually, uh, he put bugs in the dirt. <laughs> oh yeah, bugs had so a, a couple, bugs had a mad week. He, very much so. Yeah, he was really up and down. Like he had a couple good reps, and then the rest but, of it was just like he didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I think because I know Dillard has some first round hype, and I'm not there on him. But after, like, I I he, like he him def- a fair he amount. Like, himself for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he's a day two guy going into the week and now i i want to do a lot more tape study on him just because of the week he had uh and i talked about dalton reisner a little bit already also there's a lot of dudes we could talk yeah i'm just gonna throw one more out boston college chris lindstrom who i think like riser those two on the right side were just motherfuckers like he is shit talking too uh Mm -hmm. i loved when he went against teammate zach allen and power on power um you can tell he is a better run blocker than he is a pass protector um, yeah. he struggled a bit with quickness at times, but he was finishing people in dirt, uh, and he handled power well. I thought, uh, I think he had a really nice week. I, I think I think, I think he, he was... had a nicer week. I sorry, I think he 
had a nicer week than you think of him. I think. I, just, I think he was just a bit up and down. Um, I just also the the one rep where there were the two on one reps where yeah. it was Reisner and Lindstrom on the right side, and and they I forget who it was against, but they they won the rep, and and Reisner started like screaming "fuck yeah" or something at Lindstrom. <laughs> Reisner, I really fell in love with Reisner even more this week. I think. Yeah, I, I think there's. It's hard not to like him after this week. Yeah, guys who talk shit are the best. Debo Samuel's well, talking I, shit too, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, were, he seemed like a really nice guy too on um on his po- post practice interview. R- Riser? No, no, um, no, Debo, Debo. Oh, Debo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a very cool guy. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think he, like Lindstrom wasn't bad, but he just I don't think he blew me away. He's he that's was fair, solid. That's fair. Uh, from the D line, and he, and again, oh, we thought the O line. We're gonna talk about O line for like ten more minutes. Yeah, to be honest. we. I mean, we can if you want. Uh, McGarry was pretty good. I got a lot me. of these other people's names written down in the superlatives, though. Uh, if you want to save I, I, it, I, or you can talk about them if you want. Because McGarry had, uh, was it was it day one? McGarry was maybe the best offensive lineman. Yeah, it was day one. He was burying um, some people. Yeah, I just brought up McGarry. I, I don't have him listed later, so that's why I brought him on now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Washington's right tackle killed McGarry, who's 6'8", 320-ish, I think. Yeah, uh, something like that. He might have been slightly shorter. But, um, yeah, first day, because the questions with him are about bend and athleticism in the pass pro drills. He, he was really balanced, I thought, uh, really strong. You're not beating him with a bull rush. He was finishing people in the dirt. Um, yes, it, lots of finishes this week. Did a good job when he was facing outside quickness of, of uh, pushing, like angling the guy around the QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did, yeah. He had a nice well, Good recovery, too, yeah. Because uh, my, my question with him, unsurprisingly, uh, is more about pass protection than run blocking. And he answered some of those questions, I thought. I didn't hate Max Sharping's week. I, I've normal. got some words on him in a bit. Okay, okay. I'm just mentioning guys I'm not sure you, you'll yeah. name. Uh, there's one guy who I am definitely naming in a bit. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through. You know, out of the Oklahoma guys, who, who do you think had a better week? Uh, so I thought day one, Ben Powers had the better day. And then I thought Drew Samia had the better day two and day three. I'm, but I liked I, both I of them. I think I, I think Samia had a rough day one. I do too. I think uh, Ben Powers think, had a really nice day one. Like I think I like Ben Powers, Powers clearly beat him on day one. Uh, day two, Samia slightly beat him, and I thought day three, Samia, not as big a gap as Powers beat him on day one, but he he won handed. Uh, Samia didn't impress me much through the whole week. He was just fine. I, I think Ben Powers had some really the th- the good reps. The plus like, dropped his hips. The plus for, side for, of Ben Powers, he has weirdly long arms for uh, a guard. I think he helped himself a lot. I liked him. Sorry. Um, I think he he, he helped himself. I think a lot. I think, I I think he Powers definitely did. I I'm higher on Samia, um, but I came away impressed with Powers for sure. Um, but you know, uh, Javon Patterson had a low key good week. He did. And he was I working think. at center too, which was nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I thought he looked like a long term depth player on the interior of an offensive line. Yeah, like um, some spot start kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Daly was okay. Like, he especially today, I liked him. Yeah, day three. Yeah, I think sure. I think he made himself a little bit of money, and he's a guy I, I want to see more tape on now. All right, I think I think I think we'll hit everyone else. Uh, Pierce Bacher, I don't think you're going to name him. He was okay. <laughs> yeah, he was okay. I thought the centers in general were all solid to great because Brett he was great. <laughs> um, okay, 
Uh, D-line did not win as frequently as you expect, especially because there's a yeah. handful of big names on the D-line. Mm-hmm. Um, a handful of disappointments, I thought, a little bit. Zimini's Ferguson. I thought Zimini's was okay. I thought Zimini's was okay. He, he did what I thought he did. He didn't have did. the big... Yeah, he just didn't have the big week that you would hope. Um, I thought... We'll, we'll talk ahead, about sir. Ferguson. We'll talk about Ferguson in a bit. Okay, okay. Um... Uh, I think there's one like a kind of a clear winner. Who, who I got two guys. Okay, who who you got? Uh, I think you're talking about Montez. Sweat. I am. Okay, Mississippi State you address. Want Montez, you want to talk about Montez? Sweat? Yeah, sure. So I think part of his win was coming in and measuring in at six, a legit he, six yeah. six two fifty two. So he's also yeah. heavier than he was, and he he just looked the part all week and, with the the crop top on. And, he's got he's got scary long arms too. Yes, uh, and then in, in pastor shields, he's a little stiff. He doesn't have that bend you love. Yeah, and I think that but, that's what was keeping some people out of completely like buying into him as a first round pick. But then he was using his length so well and winning reps yeah. with energy hand usage he had more power than you'd expect from maybe a thinner guy i think that was the big yeah he, he showed us some legit power and just he looked long lean mean he, he bullied titus Howard, i think on day one yeah he ran right through him yeah uh yeah he's got a handful of pass rush moves and again it's gonna some people will be scared um because he's a little stiff but mm-hmm. i think he entered the week as a borderline first round pick and He's cemented himself. Yeah, like apparently scouts were talking about him being a top ten pick now, which I'm not there on him, but um, I do think he, he made, could be he a, made money. I think yeah. he'd be top twenty pick. Uh, the other guy, I think that I didn't know too much about. I know you'll probably mention him later. That just had a really impressive week is LJ Collier from TCU. Yeah, he uh, yeah. he he was the I'll say the lesser known of the TCU defenders yes. there. Mm-hmm. And he, although Ben Benigo had a good last day, but um, day three, yeah, very much so. But LJ Collier was maybe the best defensive lineman, for, like from for, rep in, rep out, from, yeah, like. on the first and second day. Um, and like in flash, still on day three, like I think he he had the most consistently impressive week of all the uh, defensive linemen. I think. Yeah, the, the sort of an ego shot to his ego was the when Gruden. Got them all around on that. Uh, and he called it. Big instead. Sorry. What? What was the? What was the shot? Go ahead. Uh. And, and uh, what, 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 I don't know what to call what Gruden was doing. I I don't know. Is either. there a name for that? I call it the Gruden special in my notes. The, yeah, the Gruden special. He that was really cool though. Uh, to end practice on that, where he called yeah. out uh, an offensive lineman versus a defensive lineman, and it was clearly. Thought out who versus who. Yeah, it was... Um, Chuma Doga. Yeah, it was... Hold on. No, I, fuck, I, I knew it, and now I lost, and now I need to look at the notes. So, Zach Allen and Lindstrom. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and Allen won that rep, and Lindstrom beat him. They they went up against each other a lot in, in uh, yeah. practice, and I think Lindstrom kind of handled him all yeah. week. Yeah, that, that was Zach Allen's week. best rep of the week, I thought. I think so, too. Um, And uh, it was Reisner against Renault Wren. Yeah, Ooh, Ren that had was, a good week too. Ren had a sneaky good week. That was a cool rep, just putting right tackle versus interior defensive lineman. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Reisner was just so fucking pumped when he beat him. Yeah, too. and then the, the last one. Um, go ahead, Chumay Doga, the USC left tackle. Yeah, uh, beat LJ Collier. Well, 
Was it Collier or Banigou? I thought it was Banigou, and then everyone on Twitter told me it was Collier. Yeah, me too. I I swear it was Banigou too. Um, Either way, he either wasn't picked to do it or he (laughs) lost bad. Yeah, Adoga stoned him. That was a great rep. I'm sure we're going to talk about Adoga later. Yeah, we will. Um, But yeah, I thought Collier's a guy who made himself a lot of money this week. Now I got to go back and double check to see who it was. Yeah, see, I thought I thought I thought I saw five two. I swear, five. Yeah, I, I swear. I'm like, was, I was convinced, and then because I still I, saw, I still think it is, but everyone on Twitter says it's not. So I don't know. I saw the same conversation on Twitter that you did, I think, yeah. and it really fucked me up because I'm like, I was pretty convinced. Because I thought Collier had more power than, and Banigou just kind of got like put to the ground. So ba- Banigou had a good uh, day three though. He yeah, he really was using his hands well. Yes, yeah, being really slippery. Um, he was unblockable in the tight end running back blocking trails too, which you expect. Yeah. Um, okay, linebacker. We didn't see a ton from the linebackers, but there's a guy. I kind of put him down uh, as my choice because from what I did see, I want to see more. Like I want to do more tape on him. Uh, I think we're both talking about Terrell Hanks, the New Mexico State linebacker, who we both definitely the clear winner for me. I think. Sorry. Yeah, definitely the clear winner for me as Yeah, well. like just the athleticism, the range. There was that one in team drill. He fucking flew to the outside run. I, yeah. And I was just like so surprised he was that fat. Like I knew he was athletic, but damn. Yeah. And uh, I think he's a guy who people are going to dig in on the tape and he's going to have a, a late rise. There was a one on day two as well on uh, in the team where he – it was a rollout to the right. I forget who the quarterback – oh, I think it was Tyree Jackson. And he like – he took away like two receivers, and then uh, just and then closed the gap on Tyree and just forced him to to eat the ball, which was really impressive. Yeah. Um, I think day yeah day one he kind of showed up early. He laid a big hit on on Hills from Slippery Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he it was a great first step. He filled that hole so quick. Yeah, and he I think can really shoot up the board. Yeah, he just kept looking super fluid, super fast, and really aggressive, which I think is. Great. Well, you kind of need to stand out yeah. as a linebacker of the senior bowl. Yeah. Um, who was your winner at corner? Uh, hold on. Uh, can I throw two more guys? I thought Pratt had a good week, too. I thought it was up and down, and he didn't really um, quite live up to my expectations. But I had, no, I had high expectations. You did. And uh, Dre Green- Greenlaw had a pretty solid That week. interception was sick. That's one of my guys, kind of my guys. I think he over the interception was the flashy play. And just over well, overall, he had a pretty good Yeah. Week. Um, corner, I, I ended up going with the guy I kind of had expected to have a big week, though. I stuck with Rocky soon. I, I, I did as well, the Temple corner, and I talked about earlier, Debo Samuel beat him a couple times, but literally, I swear to God, Rocky Sin wouldn't let other people cover Debo. And that, and that like, kind of says something to you. He wants to play the best to prove he's the best. I, I think just Rock checked all the uh, the Temple tough boxes, man. He's, he's shit-talking, too. He's shit-talking yeah. a lot. Him and Debo back and forth. Um, but and he he played well, and, and I thought he had a really great day three. Uh, his physicality and his hand use impressed because I thought he was lacking at times um, some uh, hand use in press coverage on the first two days, and he really brought it on day three. Mm-hmm. And no, he and, and he's twitchy. I think I think he was good all three days. Um, the only person who beat him was Debo Samuel. Yes, pretty much. In team, he had the one where uh, uh, Johnson from Buffalo should have had the ball, kind of double caught it, and then Rock came in and just broke yeah. it. Yeah, that was Rock. Yeah, yeah. That was impressive. 
I th- you're right. He had a really good week. Yeah. Um, I I think both of the Johnsons had a solid week. Lonnie. I think they both. Lonnie and Isaiah uh, yes, Johnson's really grabby. He is. Uh, he was up if and down. If you could teach him not to be so grabby, I liked his week. He's just a yeah. lot of the times he's just grabbing unnecessarily. No, for sure, because he was like he's he was in good coverage so many times. Yeah, and he, right. He just it, it was just weird. I don't know if it's he's a like a convert from receiver, so he's just getting used to it. But I, I think he helped himself though. Um, and Lonnie and, Lonnie Johnson had a quietly impressive week. I thought mm-hmm, not a lot mm-hmm. of buzz on him, but he he was really uh, uses his length really well. Yeah, and I think for Isaiah, he showed off his feet and a little bit of fluidity, like not perfect but good enough. Yeah, to help him. And uh, can I throw a word? Yeah, of course. Mom Marshall had a better week than I think we I mean, Yeah, I'm going to talk about him in a bit. Um, he, he's just technically sound. Yeah, he, he was good. He, he was a little grabby early in the week, too, and then uh, just kind of... Every rep, he, I don't think he was getting beat bad. If he was giving up a catch, he was right there. Yeah. No, I liked what I saw from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, the safety group. Kind of underwhelming. We didn't see a ton of safety Definitely. work. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I don't want to say I was underwhelmed, I guess, but maybe just because just there was a lot of talent there, I wasn't, it wasn't as fantastic that I was, as I was hoping. Like, Juan Thornhill didn't really do anything, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's two guys you can kind of put here, but I, I'm going to go with Nasir Adderley from Delaware, just for his fluidity, his footwork. Like, you can see why teams might view him as a corner because of his movement skills. I don't. I don't think he had that week where like, okay, this is a first round corner. Though. I and I'm, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just. I, saying. I I I don't think we saw enough though. Was part of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So just going off what I did see, I thought his movement skills were nice. I he he didn't have like some amazing week. No, um, but I I love the movement skills. He uh, he, he was physical and run in sh- run stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like he definitely didn't hurt himself. No, no, no. He just didn't have that big wow week. And the other guy I would throw in there is my, my one of my favorite players, Maryland safety Darnell Savage, yeah, who was taking reps at corner as well. Even uh, against like out, like I think he's a nickel at the next level. Uh, to be honest, um, and I just thought he's every, doing well every, in press. Yeah, every single oh, um, I think it was on day three. We we saw him rush the passer and like. Kind of just knock back Drew Sample too, like just really heavy handed. Yeah, he because he he's a bullet. He reminds yeah. me a lot of Desmond King. That's that's not unreasonable. Um, any other safeties? Also, uh, Quickland Savage. Every single rep, he was just competing. His yeah, no, that's another. And apparently, he was like the leader in the secondary, getting people in the right spots. No, he's he's a guy who's got all the intangibles too, and he, yeah, and he brings I, it. I'm, I'm gonna go with um, my pick. And I, I, I picked him because I, I think he had a really low key week. I didn't see anyone talk about him, and I knew you weren't gonna pick him. I think uh, Marquise Blair from Utah had a nice week. I I I, uh, I don't disagree. He, we saw him playing a bit of corner, um, yep. I th- and I, th- I think that's some he's, potential. He's smooth for because mm-hmm. he's got length. He's smooth. Um, I don't think he had like an amazing week, but he didn't hurt himself. That's for sure. I think he, I don't. I don't think he had an amazing week. I think it was just a low key, really solid week, especially when none of the other safeties really um, yeah. blew it up again. I was disappointed with Thornhill. Yeah, me too. Um, Kari Willis kind of had a shit week. I don't like him, but uh, good thing the Seahawks apparently love him. Yeah, I saw that. Um, hopefully, they love Blair. Um, 
he also like he, there's a couple of reps against Andy Isabella where you'd expect him to kind of be mismatched with Isabella's speed and quickness, and he kind of uh, shut him down. So yeah. Uh, oh, just jumping back because I I was remember I was uh, I was into Sheldrick Redwine as a safety. Yeah. But he was there as a corner. Yep. I thought he had a bad week. He had a really bad week. Yeah. yeah he did. And I don't think I he agree. I don't think he's a corner. And I didn't think he was a corner. So hey, that's worth noting. Uh, okay, quickly. Um, do you have a biggest riser for the week? Or seven? <laughs> uh, I, I tried to stick with one. I ended up with Chuma Doga, the tackle from USC. I have him as one of my three. Um, he's the only guy here we haven't talked about on my list, so let's talk yeah, about that's it. it. I thought, before the year, there was hype, because there's always going to be hype about USC guys. He's the only guy yes. in the O-line I was ever interested in. Yeah. Because of his athleticism. His footwork is fantastic. Like... I was wowed. Yeah. Like, I thought... I think that that's clearly his strength. And, like, even when he... He wasn't, you know, he wasn't some stud, especially in the first couple days. But that kept being consistently good. And then day three, I think he, he really put it all together. And, and and the thing with him is, I, I thought of him as, like, a mid to late day three guy. And now it's like, God, I got to watch more tape on him because he was that mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. Like, he, he might be... Um, a developmental starting left tackle. Is, yeah, I think that's where he kind of put himself like, into this way. Needs to add some strength, but the, just that footwork is so wow that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, in the quickness, you got to be impressed. I, I also threw Georgia State receiver Penny Hart and Ohio State receiver Terry McLaurin. We talked about them already, though. Good choices, yeah. Under here. Um, who elevated themselves into round one talk, in your opinion? I got three guys that um, we already talked about, basically. Bradbury from NC State. I mentioned this already. Yeah, and I think also Rock and Rocky Sin and Debo Samuel kind of mm-hmm. had those kind of weeks where either can sneak into the twenties. I would agree or with 30s. I agree with both of the or the, all three of those. Uh, like I, I have them too. Uh, I also have Montez Sweat. Yeah, it, I just think he was already there. Yeah, I was going to say it's depending himself. on how you thought of him entering the week. Yeah, um, and Andre Dillard, the Washington State left tackle. Yeah, where some people like Daniel Jeremiah already had him t- top fifteen. Yeah. Right? Um, I do think like I I put Nat and Nazir Adderley's name down here actually, just because I was so impressed with his movement skills. But again, it depends how you thought about him during the week and how you thought of his yeah. week. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's worth noting people see stuff differently. AJ and I did like we disagreed on Chris Lindstrom, for example. Um, I think it was fine. I just didn't think it. Was no, 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 no. I'm I, I'm just saying people see things differently, especially in this format. Yeah, so, like for sure. I, I remember last year, I forget, there was a couple of players where someone would say this guy had an elite week and someone would say he had a terrible week. Yeah, there would be, like, yeah. flack about it, and I think you just have to understand people see stuff differently and, like, mm-hmm. think what you think and just back it up and you're fine. You know, there's a lot to see, and you only really get to see it once live, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, exactly. That, yeah. Where you can't just go rewatch a play over and over when you're doing tape. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but I do think, without a doubt, Debo Samuel was the man. Um, yes. <laughs> Biggest fallers? I uh, I stuck Daniel Jones' name. Here. Daniel Jones is at the top of my list. Me too. The Duke quarterback. Yeah, he came in. We were hoping to see a battle between him and Drew Locke, who's the best quarterback in Mobile. It was never close. Daniel Jones was disappointing. Um, yeah. I thought we knew there was questions about his arm, and he did not didn't answer, answer those. Them. And no, the velocity. No. I thought I came up with more questions after with the velocity. Yeah. Um, also, it's like the things I do like about him, like the football IQ and stuff. He was, he was a, I thought he was a slow decision maker. 
mm. uh, and tentative almost. Yeah. And just, I don't know, I was not impressed whatsoever. He, uh, I was always kind of like, okay, uh, I know we did our quarterbacks last, last week. I didn't like him coming into the season very much, and then I liked him this past, you know, but, doing, doing this year. But state. it felt like, because I, I remember how you thought of him entering the season. He, yeah. he looked more like that guy to you, right? Yes, and I was about to say, I have him like in the early third, and I think he looks like he's closer to a fourth rounder than a first rounder after this week. And yeah, that, I would totally agree. Uh, I also threw Will Greer's name down just because yeah, there's some people. Just so bad. Some people thought it was it's a day two pick, and I thought he's more like a fourth round guy. Now I don't even or fourth or fifth, maybe sixth. Now I think like I don't know, like he was really bad. Doesn't he seem like the type of guy that's going to go out and have shitty practices but have a good game though? Yeah, he does. His, his so that's ball placement was so horrific all week. He was shit. He had a terrible week. He was so bad. It was so bad. But and his footwork um, was sloppy. His mechanics were gross. I, like I don't think that I didn't come away with thinking anything good about his week. Me either. No. Um, another one might be a slightly low key. Texas corner Chris Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Boyd didn't have a good he week. He did nothing flashy. You could see this. Like we knew he had some athleticism questions, and those were not answered. He he got beat a lot. Deep, deep stuff. Yeah. Uh, I also have Boston College Zach Allen's name down. Depending Zach on how Allen you thought of him. Week. Like, I don't think he's an edge now at all. ESPN broadcast kept talking about It was about. weird. But, like, I thought he was a 5-tech entering the week, and I definitely think he's a 5-tech now. He looks like a 5-tech. Yeah, and he's 6'4", 280, and I feel like he lost weight to try and be an edge, and I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, just be, he, had, just, he had a rough Just week. be the 5-tech f- f- you are. Uh, Retweet. That's, that's, that's something to, that's where it's to live by. Yeah. Uh, also, Louisiana Tech's Jalen Ferguson. Definitely. I do not he, understand how the fuck anyone thinks he's a first-round pick. Did he win any reps this he week? He was terrible. Just He, he was nothing. terrible when you think about the context of how people view some people view him. Def, yeah, definitely. He, it's not like, I don't know. like he wasn't good. And I told you I watched his game against LSU two nights ago. And I was yeah. like, is, this must be the game that made people think he's maybe a first-round pick. Because it was by, like, I've done, like, five games on him. And it was by far the only game I came away, like, kind of impressed. <laughs> but, like, I don't see how he goes before the third round at best. And that's if he tests well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not into him at all. Uh, any fall, other followers for you? No, uh, I think we hit them. Uh, any pleasant surprises? Uh, yeah, I got a bunch. Yeah, shoot. I think I hit most of them, though, already. Uh, my number one here was LG Collier. Just I didn't expect it at all. And like I said, it was like every 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 rep was so good. Yep. Uh, I put Chuma Doga's here, name here too. Uh, Penny Hearts. We talked about all these guys and Kalen Doss too because I didn't expect to him for him to have such a good week. And also, I just put the offensive line in general because, like we talked about, they the whole group had a really really strong week. I was personally yeah. surprised by that. <laughs> uh, I put Amon Marshall, the USC corners. Yeah, just because. Mm-hmm. I like, like I, I, I like, I don't dislike him or anything. I just, he is more technically sound than I originally thought, and I thought he was technically sound. It's just he's even yeah. more so when he's physical and he uses his length well. Uh, Eric McCoy, the Texas A&M center, I was telling you I liked um, him a lot. I, like, week, day three hit a really, really good day. I, I thought, the other two days, I was like, eh, he's okay. I thought he showed a strong anchor, mean guy in the run game. He looks like a power center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I think Elgin Jenkins had a better week than him, but... Yeah, we haven't mentioned Jenkins. I know, that's why I just realized that, and so I wanted to throw his name out there, because he had a... Jenkins had a good week. Too. Yeah. Uh, and Kingsley Kiki, the Texas A&M defensive Yeah, line. that's a good one. He, he just looks like a guy who's going to be a good run-defending player in the NFL. 
like yeah, he didn't wow at all, but he he won a lot of reps. He had a good week. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, he like he he's impressive for uh not like not not a ton of hype on him, but just plays the run well. I I liked all three Texas A and M guys. I thought I think they're all tough and yeah, mean. As a whole, as a whole, all three of them had a good week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone you want to see more tape on after their week? I got a couple names. Uh. A couple of them only have one game up. Some of them have zero, so I just kind of threw him. Uh, guy we haven't talked about yet, and I knew we would, so I, that's why I saved him for now. The Charlotte Garden, Nate Davis. Uh, yeah, I have him written down as well. I knew you did. Um, have we talked about him yet? I can't remember. No. The show feels so long. Oh, no, I mentioned uh. how he either destroyed or got destroyed. Yes. That's, that was pretty much the, the, the gist of it. Like, that's... It was so weird. I, I I've never seen a week like that, and I know lots of people were really talking up his week, and like not not undeservedly, because he had a good week. But yeah, like, he, he's a he's a mean dude though, and, and strong. And I, I on tape, I liked him in the run game a lot, and I didn't like him in pass pro. And I think you could see why this week, like those were like yeah, mm-hmm. um, like there's one rep where Collier absolutely uh, pancaked him. But then there's like you know I, overall yeah like we said I think he had a good week he was a little lungy too he, I think he's just got to find his balance he's also a right tackle uh, convert yeah I think he's just got to find his balance um, um, I also have, I have Max Sharping the Northern Illinois tackles name written down here Sharping had a, he had a solid uh, he, week he, he like, just like it wasn't mind blowing but like he was winning more reps than he was losing that's for sure yep and he mm-hmm. he, he was agree. smooth I thought. Uh, sticking with the O line, I have Ole Udo's name here too. Yeah, he's um, just a big boy. I, w- I watched some yeah. of his tape this week, and he is just a man mover, especially because he's playing in the FCS level. Like he stands out because yeah. he's driving people so far downfield in the run game. Yeah, I think he only's got like one tape cut. Yeah, um, uh, I also put it, I have LJ Collier's name here, uh, just because. Yes, I, I like I like his tape from what I've seen, but I want to see more, especially yep. after this week. Um, mm-hmm. I think I also think he's more athletic than I originally thought. Uh, yeah, I know. He looked really good. Yeah, like he looks like he. I'll throw in, He has a chance to be like ahead. a base four three end. Like a. Well, Les Hills has no tape cut at all, and I thought he looked okay in practice. Yeah, that I like. I, I, I it was hard for me to form much of an opinion on him, just because there. I, it was. He's like the. I think he's the only guy there I have not seen any tape on at all. Yeah, and uh, and but uh, he's he's interesting, especially because he's six two two twenty or so. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll throw one more. Can I throw one? Yeah, more? of course. Last one, uh, unless you got more than one. Throw as many as you like. No, Kalen uh, Saunders, the West Illinois. He's quick, yeah. eh? For a three hundred and twenty yeah. pound boy who's not tall, he is quick. The only tape we got on him is the uh, the backflip tape. Now two of them. He is quick. He's yeah. He's and he you know he plays low. He's pretty powerful. Yeah, he's, like, he was I up thought, and down. I thought he looked his best today. Yeah, he was like he was up and down all week, but I liked what I saw. He plays with some good leverage. I, yeah, I, I leverage wanna, and I quickness. It's it's a good combo yeah. for a guy like that. Definitely. AJ, NFL playoffs are here. It's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when the fifty third Super Bowl is around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. 
Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for Super Bowl season. Use promo code HEAVEN25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code HEAVEN25. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Pure emotion. You get paid! Uh, okay. I know it's a long episode, folks. I'm sorry. I know. The Senior Bowl, we we, we really got into it. I, I think that was good content. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's just run through the running backs. Uh, okay, yeah. We'll, we'll do... Well, I mean, it won't be as long as the QBs, that's for sure. Uh, okay, so running back position rankings. Here we are. Uh, or will it? <laughs> touted as a not-so-great class considering the last couple and next year's e- class. Okay, if you want to talk about the class as a whole, I think there's a lot of good football players. We, I think we've talked about it before. There's a lot of guys who fit a role. Definitely. Like, there's... I don't know how many, like, quote-unquote bell cows there are in in the group, but there's a lot of dudes that I would like to have on my team. Yeah, and... Like, I, I, I don't like taking a running back in the first round. Or maybe even the second round. Maybe even the third round. No, there's a couple guys here you can. I think you can get on day two and can be either like some in some role they're contributing big, even in day three. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I I don't have any first round grades. I have I have one only two. I only have two um like solid second round grades. And I have like I don't know, like I don't know five guys kind of day two. Yeah, I I got a. All ten of like, my guys are in my top one hundred. Yeah, like yeah, like the the lowest. My top twelve running backs kind of fourth round and, and better. And even the guys who I do, like aren't on my top ten list. There's a handful of guys who I think have a role in the NFL. Me too. Like uh, like the change of pace guys, some sort of satellite back ability or like. Yeah, like you know, back. you know who I still like like is Mike Weber. I think Mike Weber could be a good pro. And He's going to be a nice day three pick. And I have, yeah, that's where I have him, the fifth or sixth round. I have a lot of running backs in that range. Yeah, no, I uh, totally agree. And I think that's just part and of like, where the running back position is going. And, like, Mike Weber's, like, my 20th ranked running back, uh, so. And we like him. And I like him, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's a good group, like, in depth. There's in just no, and, there's not super, like, freaky superstars, like, six superstars at the top, like, there's been the last couple, and there will be uh, next year. I think looking back, like, I think, like, my top – I think only one of my running backs would top, crack my top six from last year or something. Yeah. No, the same. 100% same. Maybe for the maybe, last maybe two maybe years. My second one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Diving into it now. Uh, Superlative first. Which running back do you think has the highest floor? Uh, I, I stuck with David Montgomery here. Okay. I like David Montgomery. Yeah, I, th- I do too. <laughs> He's a good football player. Um,. Sorry, my throat's bugging me, and I'm trying to open my notes. Uh, I uh, Montgomery's my f- he's my number one running back. Spoilers, but he's also f- maybe my favorite. I know I like Montgomery. I stuck with him, man. I stuck with him. I know Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's undrafted. He doesn't have the athletic. I think the biggest. I I think David Montgomery's a thousand yard rusher in the NFL. I think yeah. I am high on him. Um, I just I think the athleticism slightly holds him holds him back. That from me putting he would be my second choice for highest floor. 
I stay I, athleticism questions hold me back. I get it, but like, because there I is a flaw there, and I'm okay I with think it because his patience and his aggressiveness mm-hmm. make up for it. And just yes, for sure. Um, I think he's still elusive, though. I, I think like he's got those short, choppy cuts. Oh, he's a joy to watch. Yeah, like, his contact know, balance is I, elite. Exactly. That's why I'm not worried that he's slightly under athletic. That's fair. I think he needs the right system, though. So that's you know. Yeah, I I just yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I have Josh Jacobs here just because I don't think there's. Like I think Josh Jacobs does everything well. Yep, I agree. I I like if you're looking for a knock, he's kind of short, but yeah. I have no little, worries about anything with him. Like I think it, high level contact balance, high level elusiveness. He's got power. Mm-hmm. He's a mean runner. He's an involved blocker. Um, he can catch passes at a pretty high level. He doesn't really fumble the, the ball that much. Um, Big jinx. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he comes in. And he's the thousand yard running back in the NFL. Uh, I I don't disagree with anything he said. He's really good, man. Like, and like, maybe the size of the question, but he looks he's bigger th- than five nine two ten. He's well built. Yeah, definitely. He's thick, and I don't care about height with my running back. Sorry. No, I don't sure. think you should. I don't know why you would. Like, maybe it's affecting your pass protection. If if anything, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, high ceiling. Uh, I want Josh Jacobs here. Oh, okay. That that's yeah, I, the most surprising thing I think you'll say to me. I th- no, probably not. You'll you have weird takes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the, I mean, is it? I'm assuming it's similar reasons why I have him highest floor. He just doesn't. Yeah, pretty wrong. much. Yeah, and I think he could just become the best back in the class. Yeah. And I think the the thing that gives him the edge over Montgomery is he's I think he's more athletic. He is definitely more athletic. And, yeah, like, and I like Montgomery, but I think yeah, I just think with Josh Jacobs you're going to get more boom runs than you would with a David Montgomery who's going to chip away at you. Yeah, but like if, with David Montgomery, it's like every time he touches the ball, he's making a dude. Oh no, I, mean, I, I, I I'm in too. on David Montgomery. I, I'm I just saying are. why I, I think that that's probably why you separate them for high ceiling, highest floor. Yeah, they're my top two backs. So they're my, they're mine as well. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, my highest ceiling is Rodney Anderson, who would probably be my number one running back if he didn't have a horrible injury history. Okay, you want to talk about Rodney, Rodney Anderson? He's my wild card because that, of the injury. That's a very good pick for that. Uh, yeah, so Rodney Anderson tours ACL this year. He, so he's at Oklahoma for four years, and he's missed three full seasons, essentially. That That's, that's huge. And that's um, why he's not my number one running back. And but if he doesn't die in the NFL, I think he's the best back in this class. He's got I, size, ba- contact yeah. balance. He's elusive. He's explosive. I do have some questions about um, uh, tackle, consistent tackle breaking, and power. Um, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, power is actually my biggest question for him, even though he's a two hundred twenty pound back. Uh, he like he's he's super like you know you watch him and he's just really smooth. He's really smooth. He is he's a talented pass catcher. I just, I basically, other than like, some power questions, I am pass pro, but that's like every running back. I don't you, have you know my big questions question other than the injury. I've obviously the injury. I've I've another big question though. What? I I don't know. Like you kind of touched on this with the power and that. I I I don't know if he creates for himself a lot. To use like a basketball term. That's that's fair, and that's where my the 
the power and the consistency with tackle breaking. Like you, you watch him, and there's no denying he's super explosive. But he's also running through massive holes. He also has five NFL offensive linemen in front of him. Yes, exactly. So I think this is the issue I had with um, Ronnie Anderson in the summer, and Wait, I, which we talked doing, we talked about this then too. Yes, we're geniuses. Yeah. Just going going back and doing work on him. That's still the big hole. He would not be my number one running back, even if he was healthy. It's just something that I, I don't like in my running backs. And I think that's also why I had Daryl Henderson so much lower in the summer too, because you, you know you see him like okay, is this? I, I raised him a lot. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> like, it's just like he was yeah. much better at this this year, so that's fair. Yeah, he was. Um, it's just it's just the way I like my running backs. And um, how early would you take Rodney Anderson, knowing this injury history? I don't know. I I, I, him, I, I would. Him, I don't think I. I think I'd be too scared to draft him. In general, and I just said like he would probably be my number one running back without the injury history, and I'm just, and like I still, but like knowing the history, I'm I think I'd be straight up too too scared to draft him before the fourth round at least. I'm a lot lower on him, even with the without the injury story. I still see him as like a third or fourth round guy. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't I don't know. So I, he's, he's, he's like your running back ten then. No, he's in my top ten. He's not in your top ten. No, he, he is in my top oh. ten. He's number seven for me. Jeez. Like, I still like him. It's just, and obviously, like I said, no denying the athleticism and the explosiveness. He's just not the type of back that uh, I, I love. I can just see him not being a great pro. I don't know. I think you got he's got to be on the right situation. I don't That's know. okay. You didn't like Alvin Kamara either, and some of us did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, CMC was my number one back, and I was right, so. Uh, Joe Mixon. That's my defense. That's not a good one. I, don't he, I, I didn't. I, he didn't count for me. I love Joe Mixon on tape. You shouldn't. Uh, value pick. <laughs> okay, this is a guy we'll probably talk about a lot. You said I would love for a long time. Uh, you comp him to one of my favorite running backs. Sean Alexander. Uh, Sean Alexander, my favorite running back of all time, except for old Sean Alexander with a broken ankle, but let's not talk about that. Uh, Elijah Holofield. Yeah. <laughs> back from Georgia. I know. So you're well, you're oh, thank you. I, to- I told you. I told you. You he, did. He's fucking he's angry. He he I, I he's one of the guys that like I can see being your running back one. Yeah, no, um, I uh I also have no I I I felt he was too good to pick as my value pick. I guess, but you know, he's he's not getting the big media hype. He, we're not sure where he's gonna go yet. No, I, th- I think he's um, in most people's top five. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. He's in mine. <laughs> I don't look I'll, I'll look at the. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, I, I just, I, that, that, that's fair. What round do you think he's going in that makes him a value pick? I don't know where he's going to go. I have him as a third round guy, though. Okay. Uh, um, quickly I, looking I, at the draft network, draft network guys. He's only in two of their top tens. And they're both he's oh, okay. running back six for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't look at other people's rankings. I only respect my own. <laughs> uh, my value pick is you won't be surprised. Nebraska running back Divine Ozigbo, who mm-hmm. I've I think really, that, I think that's a good choice. I, I've really heated up on lately, as you know. Uh, the East West Shrine Game helped that too. Um, yeah, I think he's a guy who could either be really back end of the third round or early day three guy who can come in. He's instantly got a role as a power back, and I think he can. Maybe like I think there's some bell cow ability there. To be honest, like I, th- I like Zigbo. 
I, I uh, I'm I'm very high on him compared to you most are, most um, people. I think. Yeah, I there's not a lot of tape on him either. So it's, he's just a monster. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. What? He's smaller than Raquel Armstead. So. Yeah, well, he's Raquel's number one running back in the class. Retweet. You'll see how he is from me uh, in a sec. Um, okay, who's your sleeper? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about – I guess we'll, we'll talk about Zabo when he's in your rankings. We'll talk about him. I'm, we're an hour 20 in. We don't need to make this a two-hour uh, podcast, friend. It's going to be – my my sleeper? Yeah. Right, Kel Armstead, baby. I, uh, Sticking with him from the summer. I was thinking about putting, putting him, and I was like, no, AJ will put him. That would just be stupid. I love Armstead so much. He played at a, a lot heavier size. He's explosive he considering how heavy he ended up being. He came out in at 223 at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and that's what I mean. He didn't look like unexplosive there. No. Um, I think he could be really fucking good. Um, if, if we don't really want to get into this, I have a lofty comp that I'm not going to say. If, you, if he's in your top 10, you have to say it. He's number 10 for me. You have to say it. I'll tell you off the bat. I've said way fucked up ones on here before. You can say this. I said Andrew Wingard's Troy Paul Malu on here once. I know. When I was like when I was considering like should I say this on the podcast? I'm like, but Rob said that once. Uh but no, the, the comp is a little bit because of the person's badge, too. It's cream cream hunt. He kinda runs. Oh, me. I've got a cream hunt comp. I know you do. He reminds me of you know, the the small school guy, um, the size, the all around ability. I, he reminds me quite you, a bit. You know I only said that Wingard thing, so now I can bring that up anytime you're like worried about saying a comp. Yeah, but so you still keep making yourself look stupid, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, I went with another senior bowl back, Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's Dexter Williams. Good choice, yeah. I liked on tape. I thought he was twitchy and explosive. He showed up at the senior bowl. Same takeaway. Like I think he's a day three guy, but uh, I think he's going to rise up a bit. I think like I could see him going as high as the uh, fourth round. I uh, I got him as a late third, early fourth round guy. Yeah, like he's I like, I like Dexter a lot. He's pretty impressive, I think. Um, he is. He, um, well, you already mentioned Rodney the, Anderson's your wild card. Yeah, the burst quickly for Williams. The burst is just impressive, really impressive. So, Rodney Anderson is your wild card. Yes, sir. Injuries. I I didn't want to put him, but because I figured that's the obvious one. So I I just went with David Montgomery just because the athleticism question, and it's more of. I know I'm not going to change my opinion on David Montgomery, mm-hmm. but let's say he tests poorly. Yeah. The wild card to me is where the NFL views a guy like that. I see. I, I'm not saying I, unless it's like god awful. Like I don't expect him to I test that well. I think he's too good. I think he's too. But good. I think the NFL will care. Um, especially because I think some of these running backs are going to test really well. Uh, okay, so who's your best bet? Um, uh, Bryce Love as a UDFA. I think I'd like that. I would sign him as a UDFA for sure. Maybe. He's maybe. maybe. It, may, no, I, I wouldn't. I talked I, myself out I'll of go, it. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that's who I... I think uh, that's... Just, again, he just does everything really, really well. And there's no tread on the tire, or there's. I always get this confused. There's no wear on the tires with him. No, nah, his tread all came off. So oh, it's, it's all useless. Uh, yeah, who cares that he wasn't? I I hate that. Uh, I don't want to get into that. Just the. Well, if you're trying to stay on. I don't get how you can yeah. evaluate a guy by not watching tape but looking at numbers. Is that what analytics is? Because I didn't think yeah, it was just. I didn't think it was just that. I thought there was a little more to it. 
But the the Analytics no, no, Twitter boys seem to say nah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we we count down ten to one now, don't we? We do. Okay, who's who's your tenth running back? I said already, Raquel Armstead, baby. I uh, loved him in the summer. Sticking with him. Okay. No, I, I'm no, glad. I'm glad he's your ten because my my ten is Divine Ozigbo, and it's like kind of that's your guy. This is mine. Yeah, that works well. Um, I like Ozigbo. Like, and I and I like Armstead. A, so, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I got Armstead as a fourth round guy. I got Ozigbo as like a fifth or sixth round guy. There's a lot of running backs I see in the fifth and sixth round though. There's well, wait, like you said with like Mike Weber and whatnot. Yeah, actually. Um, Weber's kind of sorry. Ezekiel is kind of at the top of that, and Weber's at the bottom of that for me. And we still, then like I, I, I feel like I'm probably around the same spot as Weber with you, and we still both like him. Yeah, I think he's he's really underrated. Just running backs growing trees is the whole idea here. Yeah. Um. Much. My and again, my uh, I'll do my regular. Ozigbo's 97th on my big board. Uh, Pro comp Jordan Howard. Ooh, interesting. Who I, I think you're seeing the lack of explosiveness in a system that he's not perfectly built for is now affecting him. So I think Ozigbo needs the right system type of deal to be that type of back. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. If we're not doing too long, I wish we got to do a long time on the running backs, but it's okay. Okay, who's ninth for you? I got Dexter Williams here. Oh, okay. Uh, I like Dexter Williams. Like I said, the, the burst I is have? kind of. <laughs> oh, where do you have him, or who do you have at nine? I can't remember what you said. I have him uh, like thirteenth. All right, so not not too far. I got him as a late third round, early fourth. And round this is guy. where I think he can rise to through the process. Yeah, because I think it's going to test well. Like the the burst is impressive. He gets up to speed really quick. Yeah, uh, got some quicks. Uh, when he when he makes the decision to cut up field, he's explosive. And if he gets to the second level, or second and th- or third level, it's a house call. Yeah, okay. like every time. Okay, my my ninth running back is Washington State's James Booby Williams, who I nice. think is a dominant pass catcher, and that's how you're using him. Yeah, which I think there's kind of no denying that. I uh, you know how I like to look at the I, I write down the numbers of the guys. Yeah, Booby Williams has 129 more catches than the next guy in my top ten. <laughs> He's caught over 200 passes in his college career. That's how many, how many carries? How many carries? Ten. He has. Uh, I didn't write down the attempts, but he ha- he has almost as many receiving yards as rushing yards in his college football career. That sounds about right. Uh, I think he's going to find a role. That that's what he is. One of the best pass catching running backs I've ever seen coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I have a James White comp on him. Obviously. Which is the fucking easiest thing ever. Uh, he's 70th on my big board. And just you need to stick him in that role. And he's he can catch 10 passes a game and do stuff with it. He can run routes too. He can high point the football. He is uh, an elite pass catching running back. Yeah. Okay. Eight for you? Uh, I'm Miles Gaskin here. Okay. Guy, I still love Miles Gaskin. Man. See, I, I've got Gaskin 11. And I think James Williams is, is the better. The better version of him? Yes. They're not like, the same type, but the better satellite back, like sticking them in that, because yeah. they're di- they do it different ways. I would say, yeah, um, like I, I, I definitely, I think he's gonna be the satellite back in the NFL. Uh, four years of monster production. Not that that matters, but I'm just saying it's it's impressive. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the one thing I think holding him back from being a satellite back, sorry, Rob, is I don't think he's too great of a pass blocker. I think he got better. He just needs to get stronger. 
Yeah, well, again, a lot of these guys just aren't. He, that, he's really lacking it more than most, but a lot of these guys aren't good at it. He's still good at keeping his feet on runs. Like, yeah. I, I like uh, eight for me is Devin Singletary from FAU. Uh, Big-time contact balance guy, big-time footwork. Um, he, he's quick. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he, he can be in that – big time contrib- contributor role like i have a devonta free he reminds me so much of devonta freeman that you think he like i'd have him higher but i don't but i couldn't not make the comp devonta freeman uh so that's what it is and he's 68th no, no. on my board it, it, he's 68th holy shit okay so you're high on him well yeah i've got i told you all 10 of my backs are in my top 100 yeah okay okay i i will get there in a second i i love devin singletary i know you do uh who's your seventh running back Ronnie Anderson. We talked oh, yeah, a lot about him already. Uh, mine's Alabama running back Damian Harris, um, who I think does everything pretty well. Uh, I th- yep. think he's somewhat un- underwhelming as an athlete. Uh, he- he's not going to rip off too many explosive runs, but he can pick up short yardage. He's got nice vision and contact balance. He's really lacking uh, in his ability to block. I think he struggles with pass catching at times. Uh, sometimes he looks really good at it. Yeah, but he has too many drops. For, like, he'll make some great grabs and he'll have some drops. I don't like that. I, yeah. I feel like I've been watching him for years, too. Like, I have games done on him from 2016. Yeah. And 2017 and 2018. You're definitely right about the pass protection. He's aggressive and, like, strong, but he's kind of te- Technically poor or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 65th on my big board reminds me of Mark Ingram. I think that's a good comment. Yeah. Just because same school. That's the idea. Uh, who's six for yeah, you? I know. Uh, Elijah Hoylefield. Why am I fucking up his name? You're so nervous. Cool. You're so excited to talk about him. I liked him a lot, man. Like, and I think you're right. He reminds me a lot of Chris Carson. Um, yeah. Like, he's got enough juice, but, like, more more impressively, it's it's, it's how strong and powerful he he's is. Angry. He's angry. hard. That one run against, I think it was LSU, he's just fucking bucking, bucking defenders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he barely used in the passing game. I'd like to see that more. He's good enough it's, in pass pro, it's, though. It's like how, remember how they didn't use Nick Chubb at all, so you just assumed he wasn't a good pass catcher? I but, like, he actually kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know. Like, I, I've dinged Holyfield for receiving ability, but, like, I I don't know. Me too. Yeah, that's my lowest, like, grade. He, yeah, everything he same. Does. He does everything else really well, though. Yeah, he, he's, uh again, contact, balance, power, and he's got some quickness. Quickness he, to hit that yo, because he does that little um like yeah, step I love thing, that. that it, it, seeing yeah, that and then him finishing runs really gets me excited about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he could be like a, a legit. Yo, I agree. Um, my number six is Utah State running back Darwin Thompson, mm-hmm. who is I get the best satellite back in the class, I guess for me. Um, this dude's a freak. His burst is crazy. He is well, probably the second best pass catcher in the class. Um, his contact balance for being a, a smaller guy is impressive. He's five eight, two hundred. I don't think he. Yeah. I think he'll be slightly less than that. But uh, he has a teammate that's like five seven, one six seventy or something, and he's clearly bigger than him, so he's not too much smaller. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, you're right though. His center of gravity is really low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's good at pass blocking too, considering he's tiny. Yeah, like, and he's stronger okay, than you I, think it is. I got a big old Tariq Cohen comp on him. I love this See, kid. See, I, I was ready to fall in love with Darwin Thompson, and I, I, I didn't. I like him a lot. He's a fourth-round guy. I, I, 
so I watched the Michigan State game. I was like, I see it. I'm not there yet. And I watched Wyoming mm-hmm. game, then the San Jose State game, then the BYU game. I'm like, I can't not be in love with this kid. He's sick. See, I, I, I did the San Jose State game first, and it was his best game statistically. And I was, get, I was ready to be blown away. He was great on the ground against BYU. I didn't do BYU. Fuck. It, it was like cut yesterday. <laughs> and okay. I, yeah, I threw it on, and I ended up moving him up. Um, okay. But um, yeah, he's quickly. 59th on my big board. Yeah, uh, he does have the odd drop, but his hands are really natural. Like you said, the burst is nasty. Super dangerous in the in the field. You know what's kind of interesting about me? Like he's jitterbuggy, obviously, but his strides are kind of long. Mm-hmm. Did you get the Did you get the feeling of that? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I like him. Like he's a fourth round guy, and I think he's going to be really good in this role. I I just he's alive with on my, on my okay. running back. So okay, who's who, who's your fifth running back? Okay, okay, you're so who's your fifth running back? Uh, Darrell Henderson, Memphis, running back. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, you're so fool. Um, you're a fool. I don't understand how you can have Devin Singletary above him, but okay. Because I'm in love with Devin Singletary. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay He's a third-round guy. Like It's not like I'm knocking Darrell Henderson. Okay, my number five running back is Elijah Holyfield. What? Stop talking. I'm not. It's the connection. Okay, my, my fifth running back is Elijah Holyfield. He's 57th on my big board. My pro comp is Chris Carson. We talked about him a little bit. Uh, four for you, I'm assuming, assuming, is Devin Singletary? Yeah, Singletary's number four for me. Who's he remind you of? <laughs> you really want to say it, eh? <laughs> Frank Gore, man. He's not Frank I, Gore. I, Sorry. Josh Jacobs me, right? is much closer to Frank Gore. No, Josh Jacobs, they're both better than Frank Gore. Okay. Four for me is Darrell Henderson. He's one of my favorite running backs in this class. If I was to pick a guy to have a draft crush on, it'd be him. My comp is Alvin Kamara, so you shouldn't feel so bad about the Frank Gore one. Um, he's 44th <laughs> on my big board. He's explosive as hell. He averaged over eight a carry in college. I think he's a little thicker than he's listed. He's listed at 5'9", 200. I think he's thicker this year than that. I agree. And, I and agree. that comes back to who's a better tackle breaker this year as well. Um Instead of just massive, explosive runs, we, we saw more of tough running, I thought, from him. Yeah, he, improved he contact balance. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's your number three running back? I, it's Damien Harris. I still like Damien Harris a lot. Um, what you said about him is kind of... He does not well, have I'm the sorry. athleticism, I think, to be up there. I, That's what, but we saw it in years past. Didn't we? Like, he's a solid... Like, I'm close to changing the Mark Ingram comp to Lamar Miller. I don't know if... That's not a good thing. I think he's a little tougher. The more I see, the less I liked recently. I know. I think he had a down You used to be really high on... He did. You used to be really high on Damon Harris, though. Okay. And our... Okay. My number three is Rodney Anderson. 38th on my big board. He reminds me of Joe Mixon. Uh, he'd be higher if not for the horrible injury history. Uh, number two for me is David Montgomery from Iowa State. You have Josh Jacobs, number two. We talked about them. Uh, yep. Montgomery reminds me of Kareem Hunt, though. The combination, oh, the combination of contact balance, patience, uh, and better pass catcher than you expect out of a thicker guy. I have a lofty comp for David Montgomery. Who? It's because of his running style. I don't think he's going to have this type of career. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, 
There's, he doesn't even run like Marshawn Lynch. I think he has that short, choppy running style like him. Not nah, the same. Darius Geis was Marshawn Lynch, and I'll hear no argument on that. Geis, Geis, Geis and, is, and yes, If you Geis watch Montgomery beside Geis, there's t- completely different running styles. Other I than agree, just angry. but I disagree. With, I think Geis is the angriness of Marshawn. I think uh, Montgomery is the kind of lateral elusiveness. It's hard to describe. Also, like you said, he's better at catching the ball than you expect. I think that was a, uh, an underrated part of Marshawn Lynch's game. I'm not saying this is a fucking nail-on-the-head comp. I'm just saying he reminds me of him. All right. Uh, Montgomery is 29th on my big board. Uh, and my number one back is Josh Jacobs, who's 17th on my big board and reminds me of Maurice Jones-Drew. Maurice Jones-Drew? Really? <laughs> what? That's, I'm just surprised. What? I don't know. That's out of nowhere. I like it. I, I try to comp at least one guy a year to Marshawn or to Maurice Jones-Drew and uh, Freudian slip and one to Alvin Kamara because everyone else is doing it. <laughs> that's true. All right, that's gonna do it for us at uh, Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow AJ on Twitter at agmarchese13. You can follow me at Rob Paul NFL. You can follow Armchair at AC All Americans and at Armchair NFL. Um, go to armchairallamericans.com. You can read my Senior Bowl guide that is now kind of. Slightly outdated, but you can read next week my uh, Senior Bowl's Winners and Losers article. Uh, so, until next time, AJ, what do you got to say? Get off the mound. Thank you. Get off the mound. Get off the mound.